0: Hello, hello, hello.
1: Welcome to Almost 30. Hello, everybody. It's Lindsay and Krista. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. So happy you're here. If a friend sent you, thank you so much to the friend. If you're new here, we've been around for five years. We talk about health, wellness, spirituality, all the things. We started when we were about to turn 30, and now we're over the hill. Over the hill, baby. I'm about 44. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally. Perfect. 56. You're yeah, I want to old. say I'm older so that… People look at me and they're like, "Wow, yeah, you look know. young." I feel like people
2: say that to us now, which
1: I don't. I'm know. not afraid to say, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I look like. I don't know what I. We I only look in the mirror anything. once a month, honestly. If I have to put on makeup, see what's going on. I'll look like sometimes where I'm like filming something. I'm like, oh, I didn't blend my contour at all. <laughs> <laughs> it always happens on my nose because I like contour my nose. And I just like a little like ragamuffin. There's just like tracks. Yeah, dude. I look like I just like put my nose in the in the like so chimney. <laughs> it is. It's like fully, but I, but it's also like a it like shades it, so it's good at the same time. So you don't want to wipe it off. <laughs> it makes a huge difference. This is actually crazy. When I was this isn't crazy, but when I was like nanning for this family down the street, it's an interesting situation. I remember I found like a dildo in the mom's like. Mm. room. Anyways, she taught me how to contour my nose. I was literally 12. Where did the dildo come in? I just, I just remember one time I, I found it on this, her bedside. She's the dildo to contour? I think, <laughs> yes, literally, She contoured my face with a dildo. No, I just remember I found that. I, or the kids showed it to me. I think the kids showed it to me. And I was like, dude, flabber, <laughs> flabbergasted. Because back then you're like, whoa,
2: this is... Was it an actual dildo or a massager? Dildo. Wow. I was like, whoa, she's
1: Insane. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was like, she is fucking insane. <laughs> and now we're like, enjoy your vibes from yeah, Move More Play. Yes, <laughs> honestly. Now I get sent like a new dildo every week I know. from different Dude, brands.
2: We got sent. We got sent, I don't, I honestly forget the brand, but we got sent a box of vibrators. I know, I have them in that kitchen. And one, and, and they're nice, but one of them, and I put it in my bedside table, I don't know why. I, like sometimes I'm just like. you have to. Let's just, yeah, whatever. Yes. And I pulled it out one day. <laughs> it looks like a fucking huge flame.
0: Like yeah. it's a huge
2: flame. It like kind of fits in your, I don't know.
1: Oh, I kind of like that. And Sean just looked at me like, Dude, too, too
2: much. What the f- He's like, yes. what is that? And I'm like, you're right. It's actually <laughs> too much. Yeah. It just like doesn't make sense. Like for, for a guy to see that girl, whatever partner to see that, they're just like, is that a theme? Like, is there a fire yes. theme? Is there a saucy yes. theme? But it's really just about the shape
1: and… I'm sure anyway. it was dope. I mean, yeah, it was
2: dope. Sure.
1: Yeah, yes. it was dope. Oh my God. <laughs> also at this house that I was babysitting at, I also found my first porn that I ever saw. And okay, I've actually literally seen porn one time and it was oh, this. Wow. It was Pirates of the Caribbean. But Did it you was- have to press play? So I put it in the <laughs> video player and the video player like literally got stuck and broke. And I think I had to like have a friend come over, I swear. It was like called Pirates. It was like Pirates of the Caribbean, but it was like… Um, let me look it up. Pirates, pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Of the Caribbean <laughs> porn. It was like the most high budget porn. Wow. Ever. And it was like, I wonder if it was So, like, so you took it, it out of the DVD like, case, put
2: it in, pressed play,
1: thinking it's the Pirates of the Caribbean or thinking it's porn. <laughs> no, I knew it was porn and I was like, what is this? I think it was maybe just called Pirates. I thought it, maybe it was like, but Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I put it in, and I don't even know if it really played, but yeah, she also had that Pirates of the Caribbean porn, which was like my first thing. And then, oh my God. And the dad in the basement had like tons of videos and magazines. The kids, the kids showed me. It was a, it was an interesting house. The kids showed you. Yeah. The, the son. So like the son was like a little bit older, like 10. Yeah. So
2: that's young. That's young. That's so young. young.
1: That ain't right. I don't know. Yeah, that ain't right. I don't know. But she taught me to contour. (laughs) Which is also hilarious because I'm like 12. She's like, don't love it. Contour it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, what's going on? Like, I don't love my nose as a 10-year-old or whatever. And then she taught me to contour.
2: Dude, I haven't tried contouring yet. Like, I haven't mm. learned. I haven't tried it. I'm not I that think, good at it.
1: No, but. but it really works. Yeah. It I mean, really works. You have, like, a moon face like me. <laughs> no. You have to you have to make shape. I have to make shape with these cheeks. <laughs>
2: but I'm always, like, just— It always looks like dirt to me. Like, yes. you know what I mean?
1: We, and then you bake. Have you heard, like, Kylie Jenner bakes? So you put yeah, what is certain layers on, and then you let it sit, which is called baking. Oh. Yeah. Who knows. So for what, what effect? To, like— I don't know <laughs> to bake. Shut up, <laughs> just bake or, bake or Shut up. So that's my me babysitting uh, a house of freaks. Oh
2: god, A freak
1: house. I was. They had a tanning bed in the basement, though. Oh, that's pretty nice to legit, or that's
2: <laughs> I dude. I'm not a good. I'm not a good babysitter. Not. I, I'm. I'm good with kids, but anytime they would go to bed, I'd usually. I would definitely eat, like eat the person's food. Oh yeah, god. that's what. But you're like, to. but but sneaky. It's they didn't like say you can eat it. Like, it was not. It was not okay.
1: I. yeah. <laughs> do you know I'm what like, I mean? I used to, like, fuck in their hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, you used to steal snacks. Like, they're paying. I'm like you. confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like confession. There was four Doug Cruz, and when I left, there was three. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching porn on the big screen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God. Snack eating's par for the course.
1: <laughs> but I always felt like, oh, God, I'm just— I'm just— <laughs> I'm bad. So, sex rolls us into this episode.
2: Yeah, it does. It does
1: so, pretty well. So, we met Dr. Sheila. I met Dr. Sheila through Debbie Brown. Mm. I was so grateful to be at Debbie's birthday. Debbie's a friend of ours, a friend of the pod. Dropping Gems is her pod. And um, she's been on the show. We were on her show and I was at her birthday and there was this amazing, beautiful woman that was doing acupuncture in these treatments by um, the pool for Debbie's birthday. So I walked up and I got like acupuncture and then I did a reading with her and I was like, I forgot I told Dr. Sheila that she could read me. And she kept saying shit that I was like, what's, I literally, it was like, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where people are saying things that are so accurate to you or the energy of what's going on that you're like freaked out. Yeah. Like, where you're... It was so weird. She's, you know, she's like, you know, I work with people that are X, Y, and Z and literally, like, said me in in an accurate detail that was unbelievable. Wow. And I was, you know, a few things she said were just... And I was kind of weirded out. Like, because if there was someone else there, it wouldn't make sense Mm -hmm. that she said that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, she's very profound. And then I got to go to do a treatment with her, thank goodness, you know, before we did the interview. And I went to... Get it. And she sent information to our team, <laughs> got lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, did you like watch the videos and like read the information on your treatment? This is like a, a sexual healing treatment. I'm like, No, like, whatever, you know, it's fine. And then we're talking through the treatment and like we're going through the images or like what's going on. And she like, shows me this image. She's like, Okay, so this is where, you know, some of the needles for acupuncture are going to go. And it's literally a drawing of an open vagina. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't what? know if I could have done. She's that. like right here and right here, da 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 da. They do all these things, which we'll go into full detail on the podcast. The treatment that I did, how we prepped for it, what it was for. But I was like, whatever. I just, at this point, I've done so. We've done so much weird. I know
2: stuff. I just, was and when like, you're in the room and you don't, and my my problem is always anticipation
1: of the thing. And when you don't, I you can't anticipate I didn't it. You're like, okay. The needles that yeah. went in like the two spots that are, you know, from a Chinese medicine's perspective, very profound for sexual healing and nervous system regulation. I didn't even feel. Wow.
2: It was weird. Like it was. And did you, so you're, like your legs were open so my were legs, you on your back?
1: So I was or, on my back. My legs were butterflied. And then there was okay, one that went yeah. in like the butt. I like near the butthole. And then I oh, yeah, between the, yes. the badge and the butthole. Mm-hmm. And then I put my leg down and then I was able to lay my legs down. Whoa. But I was like, you're scared to move. I know. <laughs> you're like, dude, it's going to stab me. Like, I was terrified to move. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to puncture a uterus.
2: And what did you feel during, because I know there's kind of like an integration time while yes, the needles I mean, are in. I
1: felt so relaxed. I just felt like my yeah. nervous system got completely just liberated and since seeing her, I mean, it's like, this is my time to do this work around sexual trauma healing and stuff like that. And I've really avoided it for all my life. And so it's very interesting that she was brought into my life at this time. And then this door was opened where I could do some healing therapy with her. And it would be beyond talk therapy because, you know, I'm going to be doing work on this in EMDR and talk therapy with my therapist, uh, Christina Weiss. And then I can also do this, which is more of like for the body and the nervous system. And, you know, we all know this, that like, or I feel like this in particular, like talk therapy is so amazing, but there needs to be that next step of energy work, of like Mm -hmm. movement, of breath, of dance, of aesthetic movement, whatever it is to like really move the energy. Because sometimes it feels super stagnant when you're in talk therapy. So it'll be good to have this as like a thing to move energy, especially from like a Chinese medicine perspective.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful. I feel like- I feel like she's she kind of came into this particular niche of her work later. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I believe she talks about it. But, you know, she started out as nutritionist, acupuncturist, herbalist, and just kind of understanding. She gave us a statistic in the actual episode where there's… Do you remember it? It's like 80%? Yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, a staggering reported. statistic mm-hmm. that like women report having sexual trauma, sexual abuse. Or sexual assault. Assault. Experiencing sexual assault, which
1: encompasses like rape. Yes. Inappropriate touching, et cetera.
2: And so she's really made it her her purpose and work.
1: And also it was interesting too, as it, for sexual assault, the average woman makes $45,000 a year, she said, in the average case, if someone were to file a claim against the perpetrator of sexual assault or rape or abuse is like $150,000. So a lot of times people don't want to report it and, you know, for monetary reasons or even just the fact of you spend a lot of time in court, it's kind of traumatizing. People don't believe you. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, we talk about sexual trauma, healing through sexual trauma, different parts of the nervous system and brain that are affected. We really go into the science. And then we spent a lot of time talking about just like sacred sexuality and pleasure, orgasm, um, and also a little bit of her experience having an open relationship. Mm -hmm. So we talked a a little bit about open relationships, which was really fun because we haven't ever explored that before. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was fun to hear because in the season that she's in right now, she doesn't want an open relationship. But when she did choose that in her last relationship and it was mutual, she just, it was almost as if she knew that she would learn so much. Yes. Which is so beautiful Mm -hmm. because I think we can easily resist the things that hold so much growth for us, then she was so open to it. Mm -hmm. So that was like really, really inspiring to me. You can learn more from Dr. Sheila, and she has incredible courses on sacred sexuality, sexual healing, sleep health, holistic healing. Uh, You can go to SheilaMarieCampbell.com. That's S-H-E-I-L-A,
1: MarieCampbell.com. Um, Yeah. And you can find her on Instagram at Dr. Sheila Marie Campbell as well. And then she works in the LA area. So if you loved this one, if you want to share more information about sexual trauma healing, about sexual sacred sexuality and Mm -hmm. pleasure, and even open relationships, share this with a friend. And if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed to Almost 30. We want to hit your phone's inbox Mm -hmm. whenever we drop a new episode each week.
2: Truly. All right. Enjoy this one. And we will see you on the other side. We love you. Bye. Major announcement from Almost 30. We are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really go there. (laughs) with our community. So we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel and one who has really been such a support and teacher for Krista and I throughout the years. We are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde podcast. She's an author. She's a spiritual teacher We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two-part episode, and he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special. He does not do this often, so we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension 101, the crystalline grid, and higher realm support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast And Krista and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coated Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. PST. Make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all, more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership, but head to almost30.com That's almost30.com slash space dash camp, space dash (laughs) camp. Say that 30 times. Almost30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January 28th.
1: My girl. She's here. (laughs) Hi. We met at uh, Debbie Brown's birthday. We sure did. It was the best. And I was, you know, it was very interesting and I don't think you know this, but When we were talking, you were saying things that were very interesting and unique to me. And I think you were reading me and I don't know if you knew. And I was like sitting there. I'm like, oh, she's reading me and speaking to things that are true about me. But I didn't know if you knew, like you pulled out these very random, weird examples that I'm like, that's. Very odd because that's exactly my experience.
0: You asked me to read you. Do you remember? Oh, you sat yes. down and you said. Oh, just kidding. I gave you permission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you asked me to read you and I was like, okay, we're going there. And you did. And I read you. Yes,
1: it was crazy. And even in the short time that I'm, I've been with you, even right now when you were just speaking before you spoke, it's you speak to things that are true, true for me that, I don't know. I, don't, I think you're pulling from something.
0: For sure. That's very Mm
1: -hmm. interesting because right when we, before we got started, we were talking a little bit about when people experience sexual trauma, Mm -hmm. they can feel angry when they have sex. Yeah. And that's something that I've felt for years. And it's something that I didn't know what was going on. And it would happen, it would happen just inconsistently. So I didn't know what was going on. But I'd love to hear, you know, before we really get get into everything and the treatment that I did and all of your work, I'd love to just kind of finish that conversation about that because I'm sure there are a lot of women that have felt that where they've been, they've had sexual assault and they're feeling angry at points when they have sex.
0: Yeah. So the way that I had described it earlier and the way that I, I'm obviously an avid researcher. I'm a I have a doctorate in Chinese medicine and I love science. A lot, even though I have my deep spiritual, mystical side, I still like to know what the F is going on. And so, the way that I have seen it over the past decade of really studying people's bodies is we have these different layers. You know, you have your muscular system, you have your digestive system, you have your nervous system you have all of these different systems within the western science which i just named and then with eastern science you have we have channels meridians collaterals and so the way that i've seen it over the years is we have a sexual body you have a body that you have sex in you know and you you have this part of yourself that you connect to with other people so when there's trauma that happens to that body it's in that body so then when you go into that body, you know, just like when we go into our mind or we go into our workout, like you go into your workout routine and you're like, I'm going to work my muscles. You put on whatever music you want to listen to and you just go for it. And that is the same thing when there's trauma in the container with the sexuality. So just like if you were working out and you had you know, an ankle injury and you tore a ligament and then you have to be aware of that tear. And then when you work out again, you have to rehab it. It's the same thing with sex. If you have a trauma in that container, there's different chemicals in the body that are communicating. And there's different. And so if it's there, then you have to work through that trauma. And so the anger is going to come in because the, it's an assault. It's an assault on your spirit and it's an assault on your body that your body is trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And is it activating certain... So
2: if we're speaking about the sexual body, is it comprised of...
0: Um, different meridians that are a part of that sexual body, or how would you describe that? Yes. So there's the in Chinese medicine, the way that we look at it is the the chong and the ren. They're Mm -hmm. they're extraordinary meridians, and so the ren channel it literally moves up the front of your body, and then the du is the back of the body, and so it literally isn't a circuitry system. So Mm -hmm. obviously, the nervous system and the actual organ, you know, the uterus, the vaginal canal, the penis the anus. If you like that stuff, no judgment here. Um, <laughs> but all of that is included. And then you have the meridians that are included. So you have, from a Western standpoint, you have your nervous system. You have the different excitatory neurons that are actually firing when you get excited. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoo, this is, this person is like, what's going down, you know? And like your body, it's not actually, you're in control of that. Like your body is the one that's like, Hey, Like, and it's your nervous system that's firing. Like you can walk into a room and you can literally like be like that person right there. Like it's happening. Mm -hmm. That's the nervous system telling you. And it's like, why do you have that versus some people versus not others? Mm -hmm. Like you can have someone on paper that you're like, wow, that makes perfect sense. Like... But the body is like, no, nope, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't. Because you're sensing things like your smell, your sight, like the pitches of their voice. Like we're animals at the end of the day. And so your your instincts are telling you things about someone. And so that is like one layer of it. On a Chinese standpoint, it's like the the conception vessel is what it's called, and it's like conceiving, and it's very poetic the way that the Chinese look at it. It's like the nurturer, the the, the conception, like the one that receives the energy, <laughs> like mm. where, and that's what it is. You're like the the front of your body is like receiving energy from others. And so when we're dealing with the sexual body, it's very, very poetic. And it's very much like the the uterus is something that harnesses the energy. Like it's it's pulling it in and it's growing life. And so when you're connecting with someone sexually, you're pulling it in and growing life. But if you have an assault in that arena, you know, then you have that anger that's there. Mm-hmm. And the uterus is actually harnessing it. You know, the uterus is harnessing that energy. And that's why I really am a firm believer in energetic practices and rituals to really purify the waters again after something like this has happened. So you're not harnessing that anger in the body as you're growing new life, Mm -hmm. which I hoped that all women that have been assaulted, that they, they can really truly and genuinely heal themselves. So they get their body in a really good way that they can beautifully grow life. And whether it's a baby or whether it's just their life, it's growing.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah, I did think about that, that if your uterus or your body, your sexual body's holding that trauma that your child, there's an energetic Mm. that's happening.
0: Well, yeah. And it's like our bodies, like our DNA and our, our information that we're storing in our body is informing our children. And so it's like, literally, when you're growing that person inside of you, all the information that you carry is getting passed to that person. That's DNA, Mm -hmm. you know? And so whatever the information is, if there's like harm or you like whatever our instincts are, we're passing every single thing that we have to that creature as we're growing it Mm -hmm. because that's, we want them to evolve. We want, so they get all Mm -hmm. the information that we have all of the information that our ancestors have, and then they get to grow new information and grow new life from there.
1: Yeah, I think for for me, I've just kind of come to terms with it in the past couple of years, all of the times that I've been assaulted or even worse. But so how do we get, I guess, and I have come to terms with it within therapy and giving myself permission to kind of acknowledge what I've been through over the years, So how do you, I guess, get people to the point and help women understand that it is assault that they've experienced? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of women don't believe it or they don't think it is assault unless it's been incredibly traumatic or very, very grotesquely obvious that it is assault or rape.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the most important thing is is being truthful and honest with yourself mm-hmm. and writing it down mm-hmm. and just being like, wow, that happened to me. And it's super I tell all of my women that I work with, it is so important that you're honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be have to be have to be honest with yourself. Because it's like if you're not honest with yourself, you're not detecting when other people aren't honest with you. Wow. Because you're like lying to yourself basically. Wow. So then you're starting relationships from an, an honest place because you're not being honest in here. And so it's super important that you just own the truth, like own the truth of what happened. And even if that person has a different truth, it doesn't matter. This is your truth and it's your life. And so you're the CEO, the conductor, the director, the politician. You are everything for you and you have to be truthful to yourself. And I think women minimize, Mm -hmm.
2: you know, they think about, well, someone had it worse than this. So I can probably you know, muscle through it or just get through it. I'm emotionally strong. But that's why I think the the sexual body and the recognition of that is so interesting because we think about like the emotional body, the energetic body, the physical body. Mm-hmm. And there is this whole other body that is existing and blocking us and or preventing us from Hugely fully, blocking. Yes. Full, I mean, that is life. Like, yeah. you know, if we think about sex, it is like creating life. Literally, literally creating mm-hmm. life. Yeah. But yeah, I just think your yeah, your point just about being able to recognize can can we talk about specific examples of what maybe I'm thinking back on. I'm like, "Oh, that I wouldn't consider that a big T trauma."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? But can we can we talk about what that might look like especially as it relates to the anatomy and how that kind of affects the I can imagine that the anatomy is connected to the meridians, which is connected to that everything's sexual connected. body.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything is connected, and that's like that's what I love about the the style that my schooling, the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. They are very big on knowing it all. They're like know the Western body just as much as you know the Eastern body. Like you have to know the anatomy, you have to know the pharmacology, you have to know the chemistry. Because like, that's how you're a real doctor, you know, is like, you have to know what is going on with the body. And when we're looking at it and we're looking at um, the different examples, you know, where it's like, if you have like, just like the bones, you know, like what I said to you, you get an injury on the ligament, it's going to mess with all the meridians. Like, it's like you're the energetics, like say that if I tear the like the outer part, the right, like my right leg. That is gonna mess with my the way that my energy is moving all the way down to the body and communicating to the earth and then the earth communicating back to my brain. And so my meridians aren't moving. Like energy that needs to leave my body isn't gonna just like like fly out. You know, it's there's because there's an uncomfort there. So if I pick up like just like dogs, you have ever seen dogs just like shake it off. Like I have a girlfriend. Um, her name's actually Layla. She she owns Trilogy in San Diego. Do you know? Have you heard of Trilogy? It's an amazing yoga studio. But after she hugs people, she just like shakes like a little puppy. <laughs> and I oh, I love that. She just, she's like, ooh. And like she gives them a hug and then she just shakes. And my I'm just, cats like, <gasps> do that. And I'm like,
1: don't shake my energy off. But, I literally am like, yeah, stop.
0: But Layla meets so many, like owning a place Smart. like Trilogy. It's a very happening place. And like a lot of people come mm. there for healing, for business, for like all kinds of stuff. So the people that want to hug her every day is insane. And she's super empathic and she just shakes it off real quick. That's smart. So Mm. we do that all day long, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Like Layla has a conscious practice, you know, Mm. where other people might not. So like go back to the injury on the ankle. If I have an injury on the ankle, I can't just like shake things out of my body the way that the body needs to because if I move the way that I need to, it there's like that pain there and then my body protects it. Then when my body protects it, the muscles protect it. So for instance, like when you said, will you read me? I immediately saw trauma in your hips. And I was like, you're not moving all the way down into your body. And like, why aren't you move? Her muscles were, were tightened inward. Mm. And so then I'm looking at her muscles and I'm like, okay, if you've created this much already, like she's creating from a place of like contraction instead of a place of expansion. Mm. And I don't know how long that's been happening mm. for you. So it's like, yes, the trauma was there, but then guess what? The muscles, are, the muscles contort. And like you probably have an amazing relationship with your husband, but it's like, how amazing is it if your muscles are there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're basically everywhere you're moving and everywhere you're going, you're going from a place of protection instead of a place of like, I'm moving through life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, and then it, it's really just like that stuck stuckness in the hips and like the locking of the joints. Yeah. Really? And I've thought about that a lot and I've been trying to allow myself. And that's why I kind of, as much as people wouldn't think, I have a fear of being seen. Yeah, Because it's like, if you're seen, there's potential. There's mm, danger. There's danger. Yeah. And so it's working with that too, of like, how can I allow myself to be seen, to feel safe and feel, and allow myself to feel expansive and know that I'm protected rather yeah. than being mm. like, oh my
0: yeah. And that's that's the practice, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the practice of really understanding your nervous system and understanding your body and understanding like, I, I have to work at this every day. I have to chip away every single day for me to stay open when I want to close. Mm. And what do you do to do that? Oh my God you have five hours? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was like, your morning practice must be, oh, wow. Yes.
0: Um, I mean, my life practice though yeah. is, oh, wow. You know, I, I have like, I have cord cutting rituals after every single person I talk to. Mm. I wash my hands a lot, like just constantly connecting to the water. But a practice that I love that's a Taoist practice is every day when you wake up, before you look at anything, before you do anything, you greet the sun and you just mm. breathe in the sun's energy and you just Like all the way down your body, all through your channels and all through your meridians. It's almost like you're like, hello, I'm here, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like you breathe the sun's energy, you bring it all the way down, like you're a cord and a pillar of the universe. And then you connect and you root your energy into the core of the earth. And so that's like the first pillar, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, that's what you're doing. So I've been doing that for over 10 years. Every day when I wake up, I greet the sun even if it's gloomy out or whatever, I don't always like go out and I'm like, hello, you, right, Chinese (laughs) Um, talk.
1: I (laughs) wish I I was that. (laughs) (laughs) That You're (laughs) like, (laughs) I walk out of my Malibu mansion, bitch.
0: (laughs) Onto the beach. (laughs) I walk out, yeah. And I greet the sun. And I'm like, hello, (laughs) sun. Someday. But no, I actually just wake up and I'm like, I have to get to emails. (laughs) you know what I mean yeah you're like "Mm -hmm." come through sun I'm like bring yourself here I'm not going there (laughs) but if you're gonna go OG practice you'd go you would like actually Mm -hmm. walk out and greet Mm -hmm. the sun I mean sometimes when I wake up I'm waking up before the sun anyways like for my practices and the way that I like to do it is I like to do my Kundalini practice in the morning Then I have my Pilates practice and just get in my core. But I like I the way I teach it and the way that I think everyone should do it is have something, you know, for your spirit that's like the sun practice or however it is that you want to do it. My kundalini practice is really good for my spirit and I really love it. So even if I just do like five minutes of it Mm -hmm. where I'm moving my energy. So it's an Mm -hmm. energy Mm practice. And then I have my muscular practice where it's like I want to be in tune with my muscles and in tune with like for me personally, I love Pilates. I have a reformer in my house, but it's like you—you you have to like get engaged like that. And I try and do that before I start taking care of other people. Mm. So with that practice, when I fall off, I see the difference. Yeah, you know, like I'm not standing up as right, or and I, I'm a human. Like it, like your practices fall off, but it's like the reason why we have practices is so we go back into it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like how do you sit up, right? Like with Pilates, for instance, and like with sexual trauma, I've had sexual trauma as well. And it's like, how do I use my muscles in a way where I'm like, okay, I am safe. Yes. And how do I conduct myself in a way where it's like, I'm not Holding, Mm. you know, and I think you have to get to know your muscles to know, oh, my muscles are holding right now, Mm. you know, like you have to be so aware of your body. And I think that that's the other thing for teaching women and for women to be aware of is like, what is your body saying to you? Mm. You know, is this my mind being like, oh, you're not safe? Or is like this person really not safe? And your Mm -hmm. body knows the difference, you know? Yes. Yes. I think there's something about just quickly
1: on workouts. It's so funny, Milana Snow, one of our friends, we've had this weird experience where we'll go to classes, like very intense hit workouts. And we'll talk about how it's like, sometimes we'll see it like ourselves leaving our bodies. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing now that you're talking, I'm like, what workouts can you do where you feel more in your body? Mm-hmm. And that's things like Pilates, things like yoga, you know, it could be different for anyone, but I'm thinking about how Pilates does give you that opportunity to feel more in your body than outside of it.
0: Yeah, and my my teacher, Rachel, she's really strict. Like mm-hmm. she can watch when you leave your body and she's like, uh-uh, like this is a tune-in practice. This isn't a tune-out practice. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, I think that's important too. And even when you do want to check out, how do you check in? Like even mm-hmm. if you want to check out and dance and it's like, oh, this is amazing. I love checking out and I love when I feel bigger than myself. But how do you use your workout and how do you use every moment, you know, where it's like, even if you want to check out, how do you check in and out at the mm-hmm. same time? Like, how do you hold your spirit in your body and lift out? Yeah. Like, how do you feel every single muscle that you're moving and feel high?
2: Yes. And I guess specifically, what does that practice look like for you to tune into your body? Um, Because I think I've been doing that a bit with my therapist who kind of like veers way off the therapy path a lot of the times, which I love. love. (laughs) And I have this inner critic that's like... You're not feeling that, correct me. Like I doubt myself constantly on like what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And so how would you lead someone in tuning into their body? Is it feeling the physical? Is it feeling
0: sensations? Oh, all of it. I think the sun practice, like I said, is super, super important. And having some type of cleansing ritual in the morning mm-hmm. where it's like you're just like tuning in, spending time alone. Mm-hmm. like Because you want to know what's your voice versus what other voices are. Spending yes. time alone. Yes super, super, super important. And then I think that for you, if, you ha- if you're like, give that person a name inside of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like I have an inner critic that likes to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Like, hey, girl hear you mm-hmm. you know where it's like I have like a feisty person and then I have like this little chihuahua where I'm like oh wow the chihuahua is out right mm-hmm. now like she's like, nah, 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 nah. And mm-hmm. like she's like like nothing's really happening Yeah, she's just like
2: barking <laughs> <laughs> she's like going in circles I love
0: that <laughs> but it's like I'm like oh hey there's the chihuahua again like there she mm-hmm. is you yeah. know it's like if you give it a name then it's like it doesn't really have power over you yes. and like for me specifically like I have like you know how chihuahuas are they like nothing happens yes. and they are just like I'm really big and I'm here yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what's in here and I'm like whoa girl like yes. there she goes so if you give it a name I feel like it's just it then you can like watch it and it's not powerful
2: sure where yep. it's like
0: a lot of people what they do with their minds is like they go on and then it just runs wild mm-hmm. and then it's just like da, 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 da. where it's like oh where there's there's that little voice inside of me that's like Don't trust yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not identifying with it is really important. In our treatment, so I did a treatment
0: with Mm -hmm. Dr. Sheila. So we did the sexual... The sexual healing treatment. Sexual healing treatment. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So I designed a treatment to rewire and recircuit the sexual body. And so Mm -hmm. what it does is it's point zero. It goes in your ear and then uh, the parasympathetic Point in your ear, so I'm relaxing. I'm resetting your right and left hemispheres of your brain, and then I'm sedating the nervous system. So that's the first two points that you hit is in the ear. So then I go to ren one and do one, which is the perineum. So it's the spot between the vaginal opening and the anus, and then do one is between the anus and the coccyx. So the coccyx is the base of the spine, and then that fires it back up to the brain. So I'm basically there's there's an energy line in the body that goes from your back up your spine and then down the center and it circuits. Mm. So what we're doing in that treatment is we're basically saying reset yourself. So in the iPhone world that would be like you hit all the buttons mm-hmm. and then it just like goes off for a second and you're like yes, I want. Like yes. that's what we're doing to the body essentially. Um is is we're literally just like hitting all the buttons and then sedate, like it basically makes the body just drop Mm-hmm. So then what we do is we do a like um I learned this technique with trigger point work with athletes from this guy that went to Harvard that I went to school with and so like when you when an athlete gets injured you do all these different trigger point works and you move the foot a specific way and then you move it the other way. And it's basically refiring the nervous system back down to the mm-hmm. body. So we do that, but we're doing it in terms for sexual healing. So I basically am working with the nerve interventions that go from L1, L2, L3, L4, L5, S1. And so that's all of the nerves that go from the this, the lower part of the spine that's going into the reproductive system that's going all the way down the muscles. Because what's happening with sexual assault or trauma is like if I touch you after you've been assaulted, you don't even do anything. Your muscles just go like this. It's almost like they claw inward. Mm. And so the women that I've worked with and I saw over time, like that even after I reset them, the muscles still needed to get worked. So I found that when I do this muscle muscle treatment and you felt it, your legs differently, mm-hmm. so you can talk about it. And then afterwards, I do a really light massage through all of the meridians to just open everything back up.
2: I just got a text from my mom earlier saying that she just ordered Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. It is the real deal. And I'm so excited for her to try it I have had gut issues in the past and it's been so important for my overall health, my immune system, my mental health to make sure that my gut microbiome is just optimally healthy and seed is the only probiotic that has really worked. And I was like, why, why, why does this really work? So a couple reasons, this is a two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic It's a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages and proprietary engineered two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon. So that is why. That is why it works, finally works. If you've taken a probiotic before like me and never felt the difference like me, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Seed is designed differently and that's why it works. So the benefits go well beyond the gut. Seed will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation, you know, the poop poop. But if it will also support your gut barrier, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. So it's really, it just packs a punch with Benefits. I'm obsessed. So start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash almost 30 and use code almost 30 to redeem 20% off your first month of Seeds DSO one daily symbiotic. That's S-E-E-D dot com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30. You're going to get 20% off your first month of Seeds DSO one daily symbiotic.
1: Yeah, I did it. It was interesting. So and this is how this happens to us I feel like when we do these things like it's like oh now and and now you're naked and something you know what I mean' yeah, you're it's like oh now there's a needle in my vagina yeah, <laughs> here I am it's Tuesday and there's a needle in my vagina I didn't feel it didn't like I didn't I didn't feel them going in it was very pleasant in the ear it was as well And I think I almost dozed off for a little bit. It was just that relaxing to have the nervous system. And then when you did the trigger point with the feet, it was, I mean, whenever I can feel energy Mm -hmm. going back into my feet, it's such a joy because I don't feel it a lot. Mm -hmm. And so just moving everything felt so good. And I felt like since this has come, this conversation has come into my life, it's felt like even more relevant to do the work around it. I don't know if it's because I'll have kids in a couple of years and I really want to be as healed as possible yeah. for children. But yeah, I felt incredibly relaxed. And I think even just the knowing of what's going on is important and helpful for me. So in situations where at times I'm just kind of shut it down or I feel like I, yeah, I'm unable to really feel embodied because of things that have happened in my past. It's just so liberating to know that it's like my nervous system trying its best mm-hmm. to protect me and that I can really work with that from that point.
0: Totally. And then one other point I put in is do 20. And that is a heavenly meeting point of the ancestors. And it raises all of your clear energy in your body up to your head. Mm -hmm. So what happens a lot when that energy line, because that's on your clip. (laughs) <laughs> that this is on the top of your head. <laughs> but I'm not opposed to ringing the hit that's it either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't do that with my patients. But. You never know. I mean, I'm sure people will want to pay me a lot. Yes, they would. And then it was right here on the head. No, it's the top of the head. Yeah. Mm. So it's the top of the head. It raises the clear energy. So one of the things that happens when that circuit, because the way that I look at it is the circuit tree breaks. So you have this circuitry that's moving to, from the front and the back of the body. And it's just, that's you being in touch. That's you being embodied, what you would say. So when you have a salt, it, the energy lines go like this and it pulls up. And so when it's retracted like that, you like, and I think that's what I, you and I had said is like, wow, you've done so well being like not all the way online because of the way that you were carrying your energy, where if you, like, once you move back in, it's like, God knows what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like and you just being aware of it, you know like when are you retracting? So when the energetics retract like that, our energy, our ability to think clearly isn't happening as well. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah because mm-hmm. the, the way that the lower part of the energy is it, it like it digests energy. So it's like the the our ability to sift through and find the gold or sift through and be like, that person needs to leave or this person can stay, that ability is fractured when that energy line is broken. And so that's the point of like raising your clear energy back up to your head is like you're lifting the clearest part of you back up and leaving like letting everything Mm. else sink. Mm. Wow.
2: When it comes to orgasms and related to the sexual body and those blocks, Mm -hmm. like what is happening when someone either cannot experience an orgasm or they feel really disconnected
0: from that sensation or
2: being able to access that?
0: So there's different things that can happen with that. One, it could be a like it could be trauma for sure. That's one aspect of it and then we would have to look at is there trauma here? Two is like the self defense. Like why is your body cuz it's like mm-hmm. having an orgasm with somebody is really like powerful. Yeah. You connect that person. And when we're talking about connection, like uh, the way that I teach it and talk about it is you're chemically binding to somebody. You're, you're literally, we're these carbon beings, you know, and people think like they overlook that and they think it doesn't matter, but it does matter. And it does matter. Like when you orgasm with somebody, you're going there, you're like opening, you're yeah. burying your soul mm-hmm. and you're leaving yourself vulnerable to for uh, someone else to bind to you. And so then it's a binding thing where this person has access to you. This person has access to your brain. They have access to your intuition. They have access to your energy. And so then I would look at why doesn't this person feel safe? Like, is this person not safe and your body's protecting you? And it's telling you like, don't go here with that person. And then the next part of it would be like this surrender. So the surrender would be like, why aren't you able to surrender and receive and allow yourself to be fully exposed? Because that's what it is. You're fully expo- mm-hmm. exposing yourself. Like, and is it your brain? Yeah. Is it like something where it's like your brain is just so you have so many thoughts that you can't get into your body? Is it because they're not properly, like, foreplay is super, super important and you have to build into an orgasm. And the last thing is, I would be like, you need to figure your body out, like, pre- pleasure mm-hmm. yourself. Like, you have to know what works for you, what doesn't work for you like what 's going on, and how do you get off and if you don 't know how you get off, then you have to spend more time figuring that out
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, for sure. I
0: feel like that the foreplay piece sounds like obvious, but I think
2: it 's like the aspect of spending more time so connecting more, yeah it 's like that piece it 's like yes, the physical stimulation and like the leading up is mm-hmm. obviously helpful. But I've found just like, yeah, the foreplay like begins before we even start touching each other. And I just feeling connected, I just notice I just notice how much more turned on I can be in when the moment comes, you Mm -hmm. know? But I know that it's because it was the hours leading up
0: to. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that we were
2: thoughtful or checking in with each other or just like observing the other like and admiring them like it's just it's so much more complex
0: than we give it way right more complex four. and we're complex you know so it's like you have to understand like I always tell people like if you can't fuck my brain you can't fuck me <laughs> <laughs> because, and I'm <laughs> such an so like, oh, oh, you intro <laughs> <But, laughs> sure. they're like oh you want to be manipulated bitch like oh you want to be manipulated but it's like I feel that it's like I'm like I'm like my, I'm such a brainiac and I'm running on all these different cylinders so unless you can really spar mentally like that's never happening mm-hmm. Yeah. and I would never even have an orgasm I'd be like I'm so not turned on mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. any like my any of this. And so if you're having, and like you have to, I know myself, like I know that that's where my lines are. Like unless you're like really like mind blowing me, like it's it's not going to happen for Mm me. Like you have to mind blow me and then I Mm -hmm. can go there with you. And then I'll blow you. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I think um, there was something you said too, like if you want to just have sex with someone
0: there's a way that you can
1: do that and not bring them through all of your chakras. Yeah.
0: You just like, it's a, I always teach my girls this. Yeah. It's it's like, people want to have sex with somebody and it's like what you're talking about, like the connection where it's like you want to have a connection Mm -hmm. and there's a difference between wanting to have a connection and wanting to get off. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand your lines you know and I it's so important for all of us to understand our lines because it's like if you're wanting to have a connection but then the part of you that wants to get off is like I just want to get off then you're going to be severely disappointed Mm -hmm. you know because then you're just like going off and especially in the I'm not on any dating apps but in the whole dating app world where it's like the hinge and the tinder and like it's a very like I want to have sex culture Mm -hmm. and so these girls will come to me and be like thinking they're like the one, you know, after like, (laughs) and I'm like, oh God, we've got a lot more to work on than like cord cutting. I I I always wonder, I'm like,
1: how much of that is women truly wanting to just fuck? And how much of that is like the new kind of reverse engineered patriarchal programming where now we're taught that like we should just fuck? For fun?
0: Like how many women
1: would rather have connection and good sex over just good sex? And
0: I think that that's where people have to learn their boundaries. You know, you have to learn how to withhold because it's like all of us are animals. All of us want to have sex, period. And if you don't, then let's talk about your psychology. (laughs) Like let's talk about something else. Like it's a very animalistic, like we're like dolphins, you know, we just like to have Mm -hmm. pleasure like that. And I'm not saying that there aren't people that are asexual. There Mm -hmm. definitely is that and that's okay. That's not like a disrespect to Mm -hmm. people that are asexual. Like you can do whatever you want in your life. However, the majority of us are very sexual creatures. And so then what it is, is it's like understanding, you know, like, okay, I'm not that type of person. And there are some people that just want to be bachelorettes forever. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, you know? But it's like, you have to understand what do you want in your life and how can you create exactly what you want? So if you're having like an orgasm, and then, I mean, I we've talked about this. I was in an open relationship for a long time. And so it's like there was people- Will you, just, will you
1: share what that is with people that might yeah, not know? Yeah, so
0: I was in an open relationship. So we were in a relationship with each other and being in an open relationship is it's perfectly- consensually okay for both of us to have other relationships mm-hmm. however we suit so- however we want it and it was very open conversation. So it was like we were you can have sex with whoever you want I'm gonna have sex with whoever I want and it's an open conversation. And when you just have to tell them? I mean he was different than I was like he wanted to, he wanted to tell me everything and I'm more like don't ask don't tell I feel like I like my naughty side. Oh, I Mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. And would you do it in... Like you live together or no? No, we didn't live together. No. Cool. But um, I I mean... I bet that teaches great communication. It's excellent communication. A part of the reason why I loved it so much is because it really pushed all of my boundaries yeah, and I loved that Mm because I like to grow as a person yeah. and I love being uncomfortable and just being like I'm gonna breathe through this Mm -hmm. and then even being able to like express myself Mm -hmm. and it was he was so safe for me to express all of me Mm -hmm. like I could be angry and I could be this and I could be frustrated and I could like have jealousy (laughs) like I could do anything Mm -hmm. and I was so loved Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was and it was fun for me in that time of my life I want something different now and even the way that he was in open relationship and I was in open relationship was just different like the because I have like a very high standard of like who I allow in my life Mm -hmm. and I think that he was just in a different place in life where it's like he was more like more the more the merrier, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, when there's nothing wrong with that. Like he's an amazing human being and he does a lot of events and that works for him. And like, for me, I'm just like, I like my sacred pods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we wanted different things. What was
1: like, what was the hardest thing about an open relationship?
0: Um, the hardest thing about an open relationship, especially with a very powerful man like that is when women want to disposition you. Like, it's like if you're mm-hmm. sitting on a throne. So are they aware, by the way? Yeah.
2: So they're aware that you are in the picture.
0: Yeah. Okay. They're aware and then they want to be in your seat. Yes. And that is the hardest part because it's like, there's the agreement that we have that he's allowed to connect with who he wants to connect to. And then there's that part where this woman's like, I'm beelining you and I don't care what else is here. And it's just like, it's because I'm really sensitive and I'm very like, Relationships to me are so sacred, and so if he's interested in somebody, and he wants to put his time and energy, like I want to get to know her, and I just like, and or I or if he doesn't want to keep that like separate, that's fine too. But like I would never, and this is what I said to him, like I don't want you to be seeing somebody, and I come into town and you ghost her, like that hurts me. Like I would want. Like, there just to be op- the openness of just like she's invited and, and just like more like beautiful, like that. Because I think that human sexuality is so much more complicated than we let on. And I would rather it be just an open conversation than us like always in hiding, you know? Mm-hmm where like my style is more like, like if that's what turns him on, then that's fine. But like, I like to date when I was doing it in different locations. Like I don't Mm. want, I don't like to blend things like that. Mm. Like I like my naughty side and that's over there. And then he's Mm. like, this is like super sacred and this is ours, Mm. you know? But now I want something different just so that's like, clear. But it was really, really, really beautiful to go through all of that. And the dispositioning like women would come in and it's like, he's a powerful, successful man. And they just like are like, I want you and I want to be in that position and I don't care. And then the energy that I would receive from them was just like not beautiful. Mm. Um, And then the one of the biggest struggles in our relationship was like when women would like that would come around and I would get upset about Mm. it. He would be like, you're just being jealous. And I'm like, no, I'm not being jealous. Like I've actually watched you have sex with people. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't me being jealous. This is this woman not being respectful of me. It's mm-hmm. the woman being jealous. Yeah. yeah. Right?
1: And it's intuition. You yes. know, we know when like there's something yeah. off. I mean, off. one of the
0: days like, and I mean, you well, you know, but you, have, we're just meeting. Mm-hmm. I work my butt off. Like, mm-hmm. I work so hard. And when I would go up and like stay with him for a week, I just like want to be loved and nurtured and mm-hmm. eat from his garden. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need any like bitchy energy. And one of the times I, I was over there, this one walked in and the moment she walked in, she looked in my eyes and it was just mm. like, Ugh, like, why are you here? Mm. You know? And I can feel that I'm so sensitive yeah. and especially like being in the forest and thinking you're in a safe container. And then all of a sudden someone comes and like hits you with bricks like that. Wow. I'm just like, Ugh. and I told him right then, I'm like, I feel really uncomfortable. Aww. And it was funny too, because like, I got like, uncomfortable and it was I was like all natural like not wearing any makeup or anything and just like in my natural element and then I get hit with that and I'm like I need to go put on my makeup oh, and yeah. I was just like and making myself feel mm-hmm. secure yes. and he's like babe why are you putting on makeup and I'm like I just like need to put on my makeup like, we're competing is, and I
1: need to win <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm winning here yes. runways in an hour yes, <laughs> so honestly we're gonna have a Zoolander walk off <laughs> my leathers Whoa! Yeah, like, <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> not <laughs> my whip yes, you my walk out in dress. like a bikini
0: and heels yeah. <laughs> you're
1: like oh this old thing <laughs> game just got up yes that's the thing is is your intuition you know yeah, when no, there's well, something what was
0: crazy about it is I like I didn't like stoop to that level like my mom always says like here's the bar and I'm not lowering it for anyone mm-hmm. and so I was just kind to her like all day long and like just like really kind through all of that and I'm just like just breathe just mm-hmm. breathe just breathe but that's why I love my practice because it's mm-hmm. like I'm not changing who I am because she's there mm-hmm. and or like even using my energy in a way where I'm like gonna take my anger and I'm like I'm gonna fight you yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. obviously Mortal Combat is in my head and I'm like finish her. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's like it's only a matter of time but what was crazy about that story is like a month later or two months later she calls him And she's like, I just want to thank you and Sheila so much because that was such an initiation for me. And I really had to go through the dark night of my soul. Yeah, such a good reminder. What? And so I'm like, what does that mean? My Mortal Combat voice. (laughs) No, but so then I was like, what is that? And he's like, yeah, she just like, she, and she literally, and I quote said this, I'm just so used to being the most beautiful girl in the room. And it was really challenging for me to be around her. Mm. Wow. And I'm like, who thinks like that? I like, know. I've never yeah. had Because the fact that thoughts. she said
2: that, she admitted to that is kind of powerful. Yeah. That's yeah. what she said. And it's I was
1: well, it's also interesting too, when you don't, pander to people that... Because you know when a woman walks in the room, she's like, damn, I'm used to being the most beautiful in the room and you don't approach her as the most beautiful woman in the room. You're just like, hi, how are you? It's It's very odd.
0: I guess I am like more looking into people's eyes and mm-hmm. I'm looking into people's souls and I'm look—I'm more interested in energy. Yeah. And so when I see energy, I'm like, oh my God, you've got beautiful energy. Mm-hmm. And it's not for me, it's not about looks. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so vain and so shallow mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I'm so used to being the most beautiful girl in the room. I'm like, I have so much more than my looks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so loving. I'm so compassionate. I'm such a good friend. Like, mm-hmm. and so for to be like, I'm so used to, like, it's like, you don't want to get to know me. I'm a mm-hmm. dog. like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I have like a really interesting things to talk about Mm -hmm, and to mm -hmm. and to hear like I want to hear you I don't want to talk like it's like but I think it's also funny because I'm like I'm gonna go put on my makeup yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. well it's almost like
1: you were receiving her energy of like this is a competition it's about looks and so you're like oh this is a competition this is about looks and then you sort of like settle and you're like oh wait this isn't just the last thing on the open relationships who would you suggest them for and who would you suggest them not for
0: I mean, I think that people that are trying to really grow themselves, like if you're wanting to push all of your buttons, all of your edges, go completely raw and also like be a little unstable in moments, <laughs> like, you know, and just like that would be the thing. Like because I was in the point in my life where it's like, I'm not at the point right now. Well, I am now, but it's like I was in a place where I could just like spare a few years. <laughs> You know what I mean? I literally was like, you have Mm -hmm. to have time. You have to have time. To like deal with your
1: emotions and stuff and be
0: like, fuck. And some people, that's like their thing. Like I have clients that it's like that's, they're just in an open relationship and they're turned on by that. Where for me, and I think that that, and I think everyone should try it once just Mm -hmm. to like, just like, you know, if you want to try Chinese food. Like, (laughs) 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 <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know if I... <laughs> yes. um, no, but if you know yeah. yourself, if you know that's not something I ever want to try, know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where for me, I just like, there was a big hype about it. There was a lot of clients mm-hmm. that I had that were like talking about it and I had never experienced it. And so for me, it was almost like an investment on, like I teach sacred sexuality and sexual healing. And so for me, I was like, all right, I'm investing. This is research. Yeah. And it was research for me. And it was like serious. I felt like it was research and I was like, how do I feel here? Like documenting everything. Mm. Um, Yes. And just like being able to help people through their uncomfort and energy. I would say for somebody that needs stability and needs consistency and needs like, it's almost like they need a rock. You mm-hmm. need to know like what kind of relationship that you need. And like, you, you have to be ready to have all those conversations where I got to the point where I'm like, this isn't for me because I don't want to be at my partner's house and have that kind of energy thrown at me. And it just be like this thing, like mm-hmm. I need a sacred container mm-hmm. and I need stability and I want grounded and I want all these other things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: While I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my. Flow. So I was really excited to find Daloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends, and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps, and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try Deloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided, they don't last as long, they're not as intense, and she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So DeLune Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. DeLune creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high-potency, fast-acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try to loon leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If Deloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. I just want to circle back to the, if you are casually having sex mm-hmm. with people, how how are we able to protect our sexual body? And I think we started to talk about the chakras, like keeping it low yeah. so it doesn't
0: travel all the way up. Yeah. Like what can we do in the moment? Mm-hmm. Yes. So one technique is your breath is everything always. You know, your breath is everything. And so that would be one layer of it. And then I also want to ask like, are you really casually having sex? Or are you wanting more? You know, mm-hmm. so getting clear with that question and then it would be like if you study the chakra systems like you wouldn't bring them all the way up to your crown you know in, in a sacred sexuality practice it's like that's where you want to be living in your sexuality mm. is like if you're with a partner if you're with somebody that you're like growing with and also asking yourself like can you handle going all the way up and then disconnecting from somebody and it, I find it very hard to do it's very hard to like bury your heart and your soul and your everything and then just disengage. And, mm. and that's why I like it. But also some people can do that, you know? So it's like, it's understanding like, where are you and how you can do that? A cord cutting practice is really important. So afterwards, just showering and then disconnecting. And one of the techniques is like, you say what you are. Like I am Sheila, my eyes are blue, my hair is yes. brown. Mm-hmm. And so you're going into statements like immediately after to separate your energy from them. The other thing I'll say about that is it's super, super, super important that you do not have energetic leaks. And so after you have sex with somebody doesn't mean... And even your husband, it doesn't mean... Or your wife... It doesn't mean they get full access to you all the time, like in a, in an energetic leaky way. And it's your responsibility not to leak your energy. Mm, what so, does that look like? What does energetic leakiness look like? That would be like somebody... I, like I'm a very firm believer and we have to be aware and in control of our thoughts. And it's like our responsibility to manage our entire being. And so an energetic leak would be like, you've had sex with somebody. It's casual sex. And then you go into fantasy freaking island. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be together? What does Damn. this mean? What is this happening? <laughs> like, are are you in love? What are, like, I'm going to my psychic. And I'm like, well, read them for me.
2: Yes. <laughs> dude, wow. So been much. there.
0: I know. Same.
2: same. I'm like, I'm cool. We could just have sex one yes. time. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, so his
1: family's from Nantucket. I know. We so fun during the summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, dude, girls are so, you know, I Googled it's, him. She's <laughs> so funny. Nikki Glazer, I was listening to her. Uh, one time, and she said this hilarious thing that I really never thought of is she was like, I was flirting with this guy on the plane and we were flirting and talking and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, he mentions his girlfriend and I felt like he had like cheated on me. Like I felt we had this like (laughs) thing going and she's like, I felt so, and it's so true. It's like when you're flirting with like a stranger, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you know, my wife, you're like, what fucking wife? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're, lying. Like, you're yes. like, I'm the only one. Yes. You're that's like, what are you talking old. about? That like is, That's the two-year-old
0: 100%. inside of 10%. You. Uh, exactly. You're like,
1: wait, what do you mean? Like, what? yeah, it's like, you want to continue the fantasy of whatever's going on. So when you kind of say mm. that, you're like, what the fuck?
0: It's like, I'm in my terrible twos right now and everything's mine. But it's, yes.
1: but it's like the
2: leakiness of allowing yourself you to allow feel it. Yes. all of those things. Yeah, you have to be protective. And I think that was when I was, I was single for quite some time. And and like I, when I would date people, I would have sex really early on. And that for me was like a leakiness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, I was really. It's like was, a reach-ing. Uh, Yeah. I was giving it up very soon. And like. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, shop's closed, everyone. <laughs> everyone wants to
1: fuck Lindsay. The shop's closed. But
2: I was just, it was a way for me because I actually, I really enjoy sex. I enjoy expressing myself yeah. in that way. And so I was like, oh, this is a way that they can get to know me you know, and mm-hmm. this is a way I can kind of like make them love me, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But really what was happening, I was letting them in too soon and I was letting them, now I'm realizing and you speaking, like kind of travel up way too far, Yeah, or, you know? Yeah. I wasn't allowing it to be kind of just that really kind of rooted yeah. experience. Yeah, And I think too, Well, and that's the—oh, sorry, go ahead. I was
1: going to say, and I think when you're spiritual people having sex— you're kind of like, oh, the goal is for ecstasy. Mm. And so you almost pull it up because you're like, oh, this is what I've read about in Sacred Sexuality and Sex. Mm. And so you kind of do the practices of magic and ritual on people that probably aren't safe for you to be doing with.
0: Well, yeah. And that's like, that's a huge thing, you know? And especially like as as these topics are getting more hot, people are like, let's have, sacred sexuality. Yes. And it's like, sacred sexuality is not group so on ketamine. Yes, <laughs> like, literally.
1: I mean, Dude, it, that's so L.A. <laughs> uh, it is. Dude, it's super they're L.A. They're like, you want to go to a party and we'll like wear like nipple tassels and fuck each other's <laughs> yeah. partners and yeah, like, and,
0: uh, Like it's like, call it a day. Oh, but what, well, going back real quick to what you were talking about is like the practices. It's like, the way I look at it is taste, if you want to have sex, I love sex just like you. I'm like, and honestly, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm amazing. So, if it's going to work out it's going to work out and if it's not like i know where you're going in here like mm-hmm. i don't i don't have rules on and i do not this is not the rule for everyone gabby my girlfriend she has this company called the man funnel and we're like we are literally like exception not the rule because it's like you have to move through yourself in a way and know yourself so well to be able to be like I'm not like I can I can do that with myself yeah. like I can taste this guy's energy and it's not going to run my life yes you know where it's like if you're not there then yes you should have a three-month rule mm-hmm. like or a six-month or whatever the mm-hmm. rule is for you because if you can't taste a guy's energy because it is like tasting it. it's first chakra taste the energy does this work for you yes or no can mm-hmm you go to level two. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like mm-hmm. you choose what level they're going to and the issue that's happening and like the lack of sexual like actual sexual education, you know, because this would be actual sexual education. It's not like don't have sex. It's bad. You're going to get an STD. Um, Mm -hmm. Like It's literally like this is sexual education. This is your body. This Mm -hmm. is how your energy system works. This is the chakra system in this philosophy. And this is where you're bringing people. Don't bring them to your crown, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. unless you
0: want to, unless this is your husband and you're wanting, or or it doesn't have to be husband. It could be a partner or a safe container, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody that is safe and can handle you that close mm-hmm. and will take care of you being that close. And what's happening right now is a lot of people are just going out and they're having sex and it's a sex culture. And then they are they have like the ghost of all these people that mm-hmm. are pulling on their energy. And with sexual assault and trauma, it's like, I view it as these, these predators are harnessing your sexual energy yes. and it's your sexual energy is abundant and it's here to guide you through life. it's going to make all the money that you need to make. it's here to serve you and you can't have it be attached to so many people
1: yeah mm-hmm. that's why I think too with i always i always bring stuff to like very weird esoteric topics, but it's like that's where there's a lot of like black magic and yeah energy that can come through you through your lower chakras and almost get to the point where they're taking energy from all your centers in like a really negative way. It's almost like in law of one, they talk a lot about negative and positive polarity. And when you have a lot of polarity, whether it's negative or positive, you have the opportunity or the other side has the opportunity to take polarity. So if an example, there's the opportunity within sex to go to the white you know, to, or to go all the way to the top of your chakra centers, which is a very high polarity. There's a lot of charge. The negative polarity would want to take as much polarity as possible from the other side. So because that opportunity is there to go either way, there's like a greater chance of a negative polarity sort of taking polarity through sex. Totally. Which is wild. It's But it's powerful. Sex I know. is so powerful. So with couples, how would a couple that feels safe, like feels like they're in a container or two people that are in a commitment to go there with sacred sexuality, what are some ways in which people can practice or lean into sacred sexuality?
0: I would say one it would be like it's it's the understanding the courtship process, you know, and and really focusing on constantly courting your partner and it's that. not just about the act of having sex. It's how do you make love in the day-to-day actions and like like really get to know your partner like picking up their freaking dry cleaning for mm-hmm. them and or or whatever, like making their life better and easier and every day thinking like, how can I love you more today? Mm -hmm. And how can I give you more today? And then when you get into the act of actually having sex, it's like, how can I worship your body? Mm -hmm. Like, and I love essential oils and anointing rituals and like scalp massages, hand massages, feet massages. That's going to help your partner get out of their head and into their body. And even just light different styles of touch, like even like hard touch, tickling for a second, that's going to help the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So when you touch different styles of touch, I call it fucking the nervous system. And so you're really fucking the nervous system before you have sex. And then like really taking your sweet time at least once a week of like really going Mm -hmm. there with your partner, like a sacred Sunday or however, Mm -hmm. whatever sacred day, that's why I like to call it sacred sexuality. Like figuring out a day where you reserve the night and it's just, how can I worship you? Mm-hmm. How can I just mm-hmm. take care of your body and like pour my heart and soul into your being? Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to think about it. And then breath. Breathing is super important. Like I love a good meditation where you just like sit across from each other and you just like, well, I want you and I'm going to devour you, but I'm going to withhold and just breathe mm-hmm. with you for a second. And then you want to think about it. Like in, in the act, it's not just like, boom, it's the act. It's like, I want to tease you until you cannot take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you can have a little, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then after, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go, go, go. And then afterwards, you go through the art of disconnecting, you know, where it's like, it's not, you're not disconnecting permanently, but it's like, okay, that was our fun. And now I have things to do. Mm. And so it's not (laughs) just this, like, it's not this unlimited access to my energy. It's like, you got it and now it's gone. So Mm. it's like a constant teasing courtship teasing courtship action, teasing courtship action. And you're in more of a dance instead of like this unlimited. And that does not mean that he can't like corner you and like have sex with you in the random hallway or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like that's all part of it too. But it's just making sure that you're reserving the time and the space and giving it the sacred energy that it deserves. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: The withholding is really interesting. I guess what is, I I've felt the benefits of withholding, but I don't know actually what's going on energetically.
0: Yeah. so it, you're containing your energy that's what you're doing mm-hmm. so when you're withholding you're holding your chi and you can have a sexual practice that's a daily practice if you wanted to that's not what the taoists recommend because they believe that we need to reserve our energy mm-hmm. we need because your energy is your guys's energy is going a lot of it's going in right now and we've talked about that you know with like connecting to your listeners and like harnessing your energy that that's what your energy's for so you can't just have these like constant leaks of energy and so when you're having a practice, this is a Taoist philosophy, by the way, I'm still figuring out if like how I feel about it because I want sex every day. I know. <laughs> I <agree. laughs> um, but it's like you can still withhold and have sex. Does that make sense? Like you can, you hold your energy, you're holding it back where you're not just like giving them everything mm-hmm. all at once.
2: Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, so there's that parts does.
0: that you're pouring in and then there, it's, a, it's an art and practicing like Tai Chi or yoga. Like, you know, when you do yoga, you expand and your arms are lengthening. And then you contract. It mm-hmm. would be something like that. And you're using your breath. And, and once you start really practicing sacred sexuality, you actually feel it. You just start getting a different language for it. Because then you're like, okay, I'm coursing my energy through my body. Okay, now I'm giving you my energy. And mm-hmm. it's a different feeling within yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. With the cord cutting, do you do that regularly with, you just said that you do that with clients. And then, Everybody. Yeah. What's your process for that? Like, is it, something you visualize, visualize or how can people cord cut?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my process now, I'm, I'm like over 10 years into this study and really studying my meridians and my body. So I can feel immediately when things are firing. So mm-hmm. even like now, it's like coming into this container. I'm praying before I come into the container. Mm-hmm. May I say the best words for your audience? May like I be connected into your mm-hmm. guys' hearts and souls and just like having this moment and time together where I'm very present to what your audience needs to hear, what's going on. And then like from the container that you've created, and then I'm very present to you guys. And then afterwards, I am Sheila. Like Mm -hmm. I I have to go back into this. Mm. And you guys are caring, which we've talked about, when you have a voice and you have a microphone and you have people that are like, listening to you, you know they're really listening to you, they're seeking, you know they're they're connecting into you every week and they're connecting into your energy. So it's a really good practice to think about it in separate containers. So this is the container you know of your workroom, this is what's going on here. and then when I close the door, like, I am Krista, mm-hmm. and I am like whoever, you know, whatever I have going on. So, an I am statement is really good. And then with the Taoist technique, it's you go and you, after every single pra- uh, patient, you go and you wash your hands and you just like visualize the sun pouring down you and you disconnect from that person's energy because it's all touchy-feely. Like, Mm. we're feeling the pulse. We're palpating the channels. Like, we're receiving what's going on with that person's energy, and then we're interpreting it, and we're trained to do that. But then afterwards, you have to go to your next patient. And, like, one, it's it's a... Physical thing of like, don't bring any bacteria from one patient to the other. Mm-hmm. But then it's also an energetic thing where it's like, let the water cleanse your meridians so you're not bringing toxic energy mm-hmm. into another container. Mm-hmm. And so it's really imp- the hand washing is super, super important. Skin brushing is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, just brush your skin after everyone, just like brush mm-hmm. it off, like, just like boom, boom. I like to go down my channels and meridians. So you can just go down the hands, you go down the legs, and you're just like, Almost, or you can also invite water. So you can invite the spirit of the water, Mm -hmm. like the spirit of the water, come in and cleanse me of all of the energy that I may have unconsciously or or consciously picked up. And then the prayer, you know, like if I courted somebody intentionally or unintentionally, please disconnect me Mm because we do that too. We like cord people and we want things from them or Mm -hmm. like not always consciously. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it is, sometimes it isn't. But my prayer is always to be in the highest alignment with the highest integrity for the most amount of people. And so I'm constantly praying and having that intention, like may the sun be feeding me, may my food be feeding me. Like, but it's like, I'm getting fed from the universe instead of like needing to cord other people for energy. Mm -hmm. But that's not the truth with everybody.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was interesting too when we were talking about just being a leader, and it's like people feed cord into you for energy, for your power source. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, something that we did last year in our work with Kiki, who I'll introduce you to, was almost created like a hologram. Like what mm-hmm. we did was like created in the in the ether. This is kind of wild, but we created a hologram of us. So people, when they cord, they cord into the hologram, which actually isn't us. So they perceive the hologram to be us and they can cord into something that's like not fully our energy and power source. Because when you have someone cording into that, they're really like leeching into you for, and they don't understand it or know it for your like chi and also for your essence.
0: Totally. Mm. And that, that's one way to do it for sure. Mm-hmm. the holographic universe way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we put a little holographic version of us that exists.
1: Because <laughs> we do need to... It's, yeah. It's yeah. Intense. And I, I probably have done that too with people that I find really powerful or that I admire where you're just like, wow, I... You know, I think because of social media, you see the essence of people or you see this projection of the essence. And so people want to copy essences of people. Yeah. And that's what's happening, which actually is really dangerous. Like psychically, when you are copying someone, it's so much more than you taking IP or, you know, creatively just uh, not having the confidence to actually be yourself. There's actually like psychic essence stealing. That's yeah, And
0: that's like, you can tune into people's channels. And I think that that's what's so fascinating about, this world that we're in right now with social media and like constantly putting ourselves out there where we're not always recharging and like Mm -hmm. gathering our chi again. And so that's super important is to really gather yourself, fill yourself up. That's why like the connection to the sun is super important. And then having some, I like to work with the holographic universe Mm -hmm with protection around myself. Mm -hmm. So I literally have a castle around myself of energy that I've built over the last 10 years. Love that. And so when people are connecting with me, you're not even hitting the edges of the castle. Like if you think about Rapunzel, Mm -hmm. like, you know, where I'm just like Mm -hmm. sitting at the top, like looking at everything, but I can feel things like weeks before it happens. Mm -hmm. Like, because Mm -hmm. I've spent so much time building my armor in the energetic world, that it's like every and everything's energy, you know. So when you have that type of thing, you can read from miles away.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, we do that with Kiki too. Mm-hmm. And over the the past year, we've really built our like protections because we were so vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah. in the in the spirit world previously, and it really, you know, ended up showing up in the real world, how vulnerable we were. And now it's just felt so much safer being so protected. So that's like Arcturians, that's like space and time. That's just like a lot of different ways in which that we've been able to protect ourselves psychically.
0: When you guys have to, you're both so empathic and Mm -hmm. sensitive. And Mm -hmm. it's like part of the beauty and part of the magic is being a magician, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's Mm -hmm. even part of sacred sexuality and understanding sacred sexuality is like your energy is sacred. Mm -hmm. And the way that you move it is sacred. And you have to be a magician with it. You have Mm -hmm. to really practice Magical technique, which is that's what that is. It's magical technique to preserve yourself, so you guys can keep going and keep being a voice that's bringing Mm. so much to so many people.
2: Mm. My last question is just, you know, do you or do women have to do this work if they are in a relationship? Do they have to bring their partner in, like, consciously on it, or can they work on this on their own? And just practice it within the relationship. I guess how important is the the two people working mm-hmm. together on it? Because I can imagine that a lot of these experiences are sensitive and can be hard to talk about yeah. how important is that piece.
0: The way that I teach it is always like figuring out what my clients need and what's the best. For me personally, I think it's super important um, to bring that person in because that the edges that you have it, are we talking about assault or are we talking about just like sexual, um, sacred sexuality? Both.
2: Yeah, okay, okay, I but I, I was
0: kind of like, I was nodding to the, the assault because, yeah,
2: yeah because so, I just think it's probably hard yeah, to talk
0: about. It is hard to talk about, and your power is in your vulnerability mm-hmm. because there are going to be edges, whether you like it or not, that you have because of it. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you can express yourself and the more that someone can understand you, the better that they can love you.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: And with sacred sexuality, I mean, I have clients that they just like do the whole practice to their partner and they don't know about it. And then I have clients that like they're both very much in mm-hmm. on it and they have their dream board and their vision board and they know exactly where their orgasms are going. I think it's always more powerful when you can get both conductors in the right way. Mm-hmm. And it also just deepens your guys's love and, you know, for each other. And even if it's like humor, your wife or your girlfriend or your partner or whatever it is, you know, like all are welcome here. Like LVGT, mm-hmm. like all of it, mm-hmm. um, whatever that is for you, you, if you bring someone in on it, then it's going to make it more powerful for the both of you. But also like whatever it is that you need in your life or you want in your life, like that's okay too. Mm. Where some people, some guys are like, oh, that freaks me out. Like I don't want to be so connected. Like all this stuff where I'm like, if you don't want to be connected, we're not connected. Yes. A hundred percent. They say that? Like some people do. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. People are all over the place. You know, like there's like people have like they're scared or and, and like some guys are just like I just want to get it over get it over with and get it done where I personally wouldn't want to be with somebody like that yeah um but I have other clients that are like but he's so amazing on in all these other categories yeah you know so it's like figuring out like where are your boundaries? Where are your edges? Where I'm like, we're going emotionally balls deep or we're not going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you
1: gave our listeners just like one piece of advice about sexuality or, you know, experiencing their magic, you know, what it, what is something that you would say?
0: I would say that with your sexual, the energy that you're born with, the energy, like your jing Qi is the energy that you're born with. And then when you die, it's gone. And you have everything that it takes to run your life and be your life. Your sexual energy is powerful and you can create anything that you dream in this world. And so I would say dream bigger and don't be scared to walk away from anything, 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 anything because you don't think you're enough. You know, you are enough and you were born enough. Mm. And that energy is going to take you all the way to the end and trust it. Mm. Mm. I love that.
1: In A Course in Miracles, one of the sections is you ask from the world, not too much, but you ask far too little. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I love that because I think it's so powerful. It's like we do ask for too little from our lives and from our relationships and from everything. And yeah, this has been so amazing. So tell people where they can find you, connect with you and what they can um, expect.
0: So uh, you can find me at Dr. Sheila Marie Campbell on Instagram. If you would like to know more about courses, info at nuchi.us. That's N-U-C-H-I.us. And then I have a lot of courses on there. My courses in mystic study, sacred sexuality, sexual healing. Uh, What to expect is the sacred sexuality line is rolling out strong. And so is the sexual healing line. I'm constantly learning more things and then modifying the courses and really my goal with the online courses is to for people to have the foundational and fundamental understanding on how to move through trauma and also just like how to have a dope human experience. And like, Mm -hmm. how do you work with your brain, your nervous system, like really, really, truly understand your body and make the most of this. And so that's my whole mission and intention is really helping people with the cord cutting rituals, with the cleansing rituals and everything that helps me being a super empathic Mm -hmm. person that like needs to grid the holy heck out of myself to like <laughs> function in reality. But then also like everything that I've gathered, all the information I've gathered over the last 10 years of being in truly service to humanity mm. and what I think is important that we know. hmm
1: mm. And can they get uh, appointments with you in person? You have to apply.
0: Yeah. So if, if you want an appointment with me in person, you do have to apply. You can um, email info at nucci.us and you can t- say what's going on for you and apply to it. And that is application only. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Glad all I of this it. will be in the show notes. So check it out. Thank you for
2: coming. We've never had a conversation like mm-hmm. this on the pod. So yeah, I'm really, really, so really grateful. Fun. I
1: want to do another one on mystic studies. Let's do it. Okay, perfect. (laughs) All right. We love you. We'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Sheila Campbell.
2: So incredible. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, share this episode with anyone who you feel would be really supported by it. You can learn more about Dr. Sheila and her work at Sheila Marie
1: and at Dr. Sheila Marie Campbell on Instagram. Thank you so much for subscribing, for rating, and reviewing. Your reviews are so kind. We're so excited about our new members. So just once again, welcome new members of the Almost30 membership. It has been so incredible to learn and grow with you so far. We have exciting things related to podcast pro coming out soon. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We want to support you in your podcasting journey. And you can go to almost30.com to subscribe to the newsletter, to stay up to date, to get a lot of our musings and tips and advice. And thank you, thank you, thank
2: you to all of our incredible sponsors, Bolin Branch, Saqqara, Play, Flex, and Wild Alaskan Company. Thank you for supporting this episode. You can find all discounts in our show notes as well as on our website, almost30.com. See you soon. Bye. Bye.